All right. Welcome to System.Debug. Tonight we are going to be talking about interview tips, techniques, and maybe our worst interviews ever. Thanks for joining us. All right. As always, down below is going to be a link to the Sharon Picks blog for their infographic that has all of your uh, conventions and and things coming up that you should take a look at and sign up for register uh, trailhead x has now opened up their registration so go ahead and re-register or pre-register now while there still is some sort of a discount available also make sure to check out midwest dreaming and pay attention to that uh, registration should be opening soon for that as well so also, I want to go ahead right now and let everybody out there who is currently looking for a job know we do know of a couple of positions available. Um, one is a three-week three-week position just looking for a consultant here in Georgia. If you have interest and, and have three weeks, maybe you're between jobs and you can just do something like this real quick, reach out to us at system.debug at gmail.com. We'll get you in touch with the right people for that one. Other ones that we have available right now, we will be also having links down so that you can go ahead and apply them. They'll be down below uh, in the description. One is a junior user experience designer for our team here at Map Anything, uh, based in the Charlotte office. So if you're interested in that, reach out to Derek Pacola on LinkedIn uh, via Map Anything, and he'll get you squared away, let you know what the requirements are for that position. Uh, another position that's available, and it's actually going to be multiple positions that are the same, but they're senior software engineers um, for Home Depot. Home Depot is currently looking for a bunch of senior software engineers. There's uh, a link that we're going to be posting down below as well that has a bunch of requirements they're looking for. Admin certs, Dev 401. Uh, so very junior, but uh, looking via the Salesforce uh, uh, requirements. But at the same time, as a senior software engineer, you're going to probably be required to know a lot more than the requirements that are on there. So be prepared for some tough questions. There's a bunch of available positions though. So it's not just one senior software engineer, it's gonna be a couple of different positions. So go ahead and apply. Um, we'll put a link down below. Uh, I also wanna announce this is our 10th episode. Really cool, we've actually made it this far. So hopefully we'll keep moving forward. Um, that being said, it is a team effort here at system.debug. It, it goes beyond uh, the talents of Ryan Headley and RJ Hill. We have That's our it. producer who is with us every single episode behind the screen, staying here late at night um, to produce these 7.30 here in Georgia. And that's uh, Brian Hubbard. Hubbard, yeah. He how works, do you not know how to I, say it? It slipped my yeah. mind because my name's Brian. I wanted to say uh, James. Remember, so, yeah. he's doing this on the fly, y'all. Just I'm cutting him some slack. He's just going on the fly, man. So Brian Hubbard is our producer. He's behind the camera every single episode. Um, he does a lot of our notes and makes sure that our descriptions are are ready to go. He, he sets up everything, make sure the camera's working and that we're actually live. Uh, other members that you don't hear too much about are our graphics designer, Eric Osborne, who's based out of Charlotte. He's the one who designed our logo. He's the one who designed our stickers. And he's the one who does any of the graphics that you're gonna be seeing coming out uh, in the future. We have our social media people, which are Megan Arisman, who handles our Instagram account. That's true. And Ethan Rush, who handles our Facebook. So we could not have uh, such good, presence i'm curious though do you guys have scripts is that what is that what was just implied there do you guys have scripts that i don't have no he's got a list of notes that he works from that you see yeah what do you think this is the wizard cast read every week uh 
No, but you were just like, yeah, he's going off the cuff. And I was like, what does he normally do? No, he's always going off the cuff. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, I, di I didn't know whether you guys had scripts or something that you guys are memorizing beforehand. No. No. No, but I do want to make sure that we do Scripted mention all of the people that are involved in this uh, podcast beyond just the three that people see regularly, and we couldn't do it without them. They, they all put in a lot of time and a lot of effort. It's a non – no one gets paid to do this. There's That's no true. money being gained by uh, system.debug. It's all volunteer work, and we're really grateful for everybody who participates. <laughs> um, Brian's out now. He's gone. Uh, real quick, because I, no I did money, notice that uh, – we had mentioned the upcoming events, but I, I do want to mention that that Texas Dreaming is coming up really, really fast. It's in Austin, Texas. It's May 11th and, and 12th. So if you haven't registered for it yet, make sure to get out there and and do that. I believe it's TexasDreaming.com. Is that right? I is believe so. All yes. right. They do have a special guest. I see this in my notes. That special guest is Apex and Limits. So if you're looking to run into Ryan, Ryan will be there. With his cowboy hat. With his cowboy With hat. With a cowboy hat. With his cowboy yeah. hat. With the pajamas too or no? No, no, that, that, that has been, that has been, God, I hope that has been laid to rest. Did you burn them? Every time. No, we gave them away, but. Uh, uh, I was going to say you should put a show on, burn them. Tonight it was his Monday face. I mean, this morning. Yeah, I saw. This morning yeah. it was the Monday face. Yeah. Immediately somebody blasted him with that lion yep. picture. Two of them. My buddy's two. Yeah. One, one with two. you just on the stage and then one with you taking a selfie with him, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that, awesome. that good times. No, there will Classics be no, too. there will be no uh, funky outfits at Texas Dreaming this year. Sad. So. I'm not going. All right, just because of that. So, uh, calendar. What is our next episode? What's the date on our next episode? Does anybody know? Two weeks from today. We have it on the 24th on the notes, but that's wrong. Well, it's because we missed last week because of your remote location. So. That remains to be seen if we're just going to double up and do one next week to remain with our original schedule, or are we going to shift It'll everything out, out a week? week right? Exactly. That's why I think we should probably shift. So we're going to shift it out an extra week. So it'll be in two weeks, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 p.m. Central. We are actually going to be discussing uh, starting up your own business. We're going to be talking with uh, two developers. May 1st. May 1st. May 1st is our next episode. We're going to be talking May with once. Chris Lawson. And Larkin, Larkin Whitaker. Whitaker. Come on, uh, they're going to be talking this. to us about the company they had started, some of the uh, issues they had with these people. I know <laughs> you see <laughs> the issues they day. had getting up and running with the initial uh, uh, business, and what eventually made them decide they wanted to be acquired by Map Anything. So they're going to get on. They're going to talk to us about about some of the challenges they that they've had. They wanted to be acquired. I feel like we decided they wanted to be acquired. They're still going to come on and talk about starting up your own development company. Hope you can join us for that. It's going to be a good episode. Feel free to ask them any questions. Cool. Um, so tonight, tonight we are going to be talking about interviewing and what it's like to interview as a developer, what you should be looking uh, for, what you shouldn't be looking for, how to dress, different tips and tricks that we've picked up in uh, the 20, 30 years of joint development experience easily here on the show yeah, well, i'm again. almost 20 on my own so that's what i was thinking oh, i was like i was like i know as david here is i think he's got like 100 <laughs> should be a lot. as you've seen we, we are back we are back with david todd Jeez. david todd's here to join us again Hi. um yes. he recently went through a bunch of different interview processes and trying to 
find a new position as a developer. Once again, map anything lucks out and gains a fantastic new developer. And Thank we're you. really, really happy to have him not only on our team, but joining us again for this episode. Thank you guys. Hopefully, hopefully his story is not the worst interview ever, right? Because that's what we're we're going <laughs> I don't for. Think so. No, no. Probably no. the most annoying interview ever. Probably the luckiest yeah. interview ever. Well, I mean, it wasn't even really an interview. We were just annoying the shit out of him. Uh, the entire <laughs> we just annoyed we just annoyed you. I think to, to, to into a job into a job. Yes. Yes. We're like, Hey man, Hey These man, people are not uh, going to stop calling. So, uh, map anything's hiring. Like every time we would see him, Hey man. So, you know, we got some developer positions and we'd over, always right? attack him in force too. David's the uh, leader of our use, developer user group here in Atlanta. And we would always show up in force and kind of surround him with four or five different map, anything developers Easily. and say, why aren't you, uh, yes. why aren't you in map anything blue? There was a, there was a lot of, there was a lot of pressure to come here. Definitely. And then the last time I was actually here for the for the last episode of uh, System.Debug, a couple of the guys were just telling me to start setting up shop in one of the offices. Just be here. Yeah. Just <laughs> just come in, even if you don't even pick an work office. here. Just pick an office and sit down and start working. Come in on Monday. That's right. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day. <laughs> Wouldn't even be the only one who did it. I think we've no. got a couple of guys who just work in the office. We do, yeah. <laughs> good we time. Do. We do. Really good company. Uh, but yeah, we still haven't gotten... Uh, Michael, we haven't gotten him yet. No. However, once we'll again, see. Map Anything is looking for a junior user experience designer. So, if you've heard a lot about Map Anything and want to be a part of the team, and it's a really good team to work on, I we're really looking for like a lot of job. different people. Yeah. So, just go to MapAnything.com and uh, check out the careers page. Right. I recommend easy it. to find. Uh, lots of different things on there. So, just look around, see what kind of fits your uh, your profile, and just go for it. Just right. Start applying. So. Hey, before you start, I know I, did, I don't want I don't want to like, interrupt and start that. But um, we actually we, we did get a not serious question from Twitter. If you would like to hear it, I would yeah. love to hear it. Of course. Are you required to have facial hair to do a job interview on System Not Debug? <laughs> yes. <laughs> from, Absolutely. Again, our good buddy Stuart. Yes. I think you have to have facial hair to be a good developer. <laughs> I mean, not actually. I shouldn't say that. That's not true. One hundred and ten percent not true because. Not everybody is going to grow facial hair. However, I have facial hair, and that's yeah, the, the, the only question fact specific I've got. specific to system.debug. You like, do you have to have facial hair? Apparently, we do because that's all we have is is, is facial. That's hair. not James true. Chen, James, James Chen, Chen, Teddy. Well, Teddy oh, that, all right, that's hair. all right. I was going to say because I am and a bit jealous of the facial Christy, hair that's going on. Christy the Guzman was on. She didn't have facial hair. Facial hair. Rachel. Rachel doesn't have facial hair. She didn't have facial hair. I don't so think. definitely not a requirement. Unless she covered it up, she might have a really good webcam with like a, a thing. I think she thing. could have a Snapchat amazing filter. Gear. Who knows? Like no facial hair Snapchat. Yeah, it's a filter. reverse it's Snapchat like filter. Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a reverse I had I had to come in here and set the bar higher. Yeah. Yeah. yeah tell me about it. <laughs> if I did that, I would just be like grabbing it all the time. That's why, like, I know it's too long because I keep grabbing it. So I'm like, oh, I got to no. trim. Definitely don't need facial hair. No, not at all. For any of the above. So, we ready to move on? Yes, now now we're ready. It was... Outstanding. Okay. <laughs> Outstanding. So, obviously, one of the big needs and reasons that people want to become a developer, switching positions, to make or whatever have you, is money. to make Boku money. Boku bucks. It's, a lot of it becomes passion. Um, you're not going to be a good developer a lot of times if you don't enjoy what you're doing. It's boring. Um, but it's solving a puzzle. That's one of the things that I find the most exciting about it is solving a puzzle and getting to the end of it. And if you want to be a good developer, you need to find out what about the development makes you passionate. So 
Getting into the field, however, can be difficult if it's your first time out of the gate, just graduated school, you're not going to get, you're going to look online, you're going to see all of these positions that, you know, should pay $90,000 because you want to be a Salesforce developer, but you're just out of school, you're never going to get that, right? And people are going to give you bad advice. Yes. We're probably going to give you bad advice. Do you <laughs> think it? All right. <laughs> Coming you know. I just can we preface this with I haven't had to interview in nearly 17 years, so I'm not sure how productive my advice is going to be. Well, we got that's fine. I mean, we got so that's that's the good thing. It's interviewing is all over the place anyway for any kind of job. Uh, specifically inside of development, it's still all over the place. So your experiences may still be valid. They may still hold true. Uh, whereas other places, yeah, you might be right. Like if you hadn't interviewed for I don't know. Uh, to be an EMT or something, whatever, it might be a little bit different now, but still, uh, I guarantee you some of your stuff is still valid. Yeah. Well, and as somebody who is just recently going through this process, yeah. right, has much of it changed? Is it all pretty much the same? Um, practicals and, you know, you go in, you get the questions. Is it? I think so. I think it was, I think it's gotten, a, you know, over the years, it's gotten a little bit heavier. People, people don't want candidates that, that are just full of crap. You know, they want somebody who knows what they're talking about. They're going to give them a lot more tests, take homes, whatever it is. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back 18 years ago, we didn't really have that kind of a thing. I, it was just sit down and talk about, you know, tell me some things and I'll throw you, throw some questions at you. Um, we didn't have any actual physical hands-on tests, mm -hmm. but now people have this in hand. They're like, okay, here, do this. We'll give you a computer and a workstation, whatever, sit down, do this for now and get, you know, let me see what it looks like in a few minutes. And that's really works because I think it works great. It worked for us <clears throat> because we got better quality people. We didn't just get, you know, people that, that were pretending to, to know what they were talking about and read a lot of key points on Salesforce and just started throwing these things out, you know? So was it pretty similar? Mm -hmm. uh, how many interviews do you think you did over the course of looking for a new position? Um, recently here. Yeah. Um, I think I did three. Okay. So yeah. just a handful. Yeah. But, and that comes with experience. The more experience you're gaining, the more selective as a developer you're going to be as to who you're working for. That is true too. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, you know, if I wanted to, if I was just looking for a job, I would probably go to a recruiter mm -hmm. and just see mm -hmm. what I could find. But I, I specifically picked places that I wanted to work at. Right. Yeah. Because I know I'm in the community. I know the places that I wanted to be at. And it's obviously going to be much different if you have a position currently, if you're currently employed and, and, and you, you do okay, you're not necessarily guaranteeing yourself that you're going to move. But if, if the right job comes along because yeah. you have money in, like income already, it, it's much easier to be more selective. So yeah. obviously if you just recently lost your position, you might want to reach out to That's a different story. Yeah. yeah. You, and, need, and, you need something to come on fast. Yeah. Right. I took my time and, pick the yeah. people that I wanted to talk to and, it, and you guys, you guys were certainly the ones on the top of the list. So that worked <laughs> out for that. me. Yeah. It's that crossroads of uh, opportunity and preparedness, I guess, uh, yeah. is where like, boom, you're right there. Okay. This is a job I want to take. All right. And then you just go for it. And most likely if you're, if you're an experienced developer, uh, like David, you're good. You're probably going to have your pick of the litter, uh, at this point, you know, 18 years, you said yeah. 18, 20 years. Yeah. I mean, you, you have, there's, there are going to be people who are going to say, oh, he's probably, you know, deeply in, in enveloped in this other technology that we don't really care about anymore, things like that. But then you just show them you're not, and they're like, okay, boom, you're good. Let's take him. So then you you probably aced all three, and then you said, oh, well, I can 
get my pick of the whichever one I want, and then uh, which yeah. one weighs out better? You do some weighing there and figure out. Oh, I want to go to Map Anything because Map Anything's awesome. You know, is it? Yeah, that's, that's why it. we work here. <laughs> well, that's why I work here. I don't know why BJ and, works here. And like many jobs, uh, development's one of those where you m may not find one that is good for you in your area. There's a lot of... Uh, that happens a lot. There are yeah. a lot of tech cities. Atlanta's a big tech city. Indiana's a big tech city. Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte York, and New San York. San Fran. San Francisco, uh, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. You said Indiana. Well, Indiana... Huh? Indiana. Indianapolis, I meant to say. And Indianapolis is the... I, said I, I said that too, mainly so. because it's the second biggest Salesforce hub. So they're obviously a uh, big kind of tech community out there, I would assume. But yeah, um, Washington, like uh, Redmond, Washington right. specifically. But then you're yeah. going to have other places, you know, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it's and, and Madison, Wisconsin. You know, those aren't huge tech cities. So you might not find the job that you're looking for. Yeah, take what you can get. Right. Uh, <clears throat> Bozeman, Montana, it's like growing. See, is it? it's growing as a, as a, as a, as a tech place. People are going that. there to, yes, man. Who's there? I could probably do Bozeman. Oh, there's really? a, there's a, there's a, there's a few, there's a few companies that I remember speaking. But I know for me personally, recently. I knew Madison wasn't necessarily the place that was going to land me the job I was looking for. And so I ended up relocating, uh, you know, on the other side of the country, South to Georgia from Wisconsin. So that was good move. You know, a commute I had to make, and Georgia is a lovely state. I'm very happy to be here. But you know, that's a decision that you're going to need to make as you're applying for these positions, and you need to set up a good dollar amount. Um, what's it going to take for you to move? And and be realistic because you may throw out a number, and it may be a lot lower than they're willing to offer you. So, yeah, they, they may might jump it. on it. You know, they may. But the ability to to um to relocate and 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 being able to do that is is is, is that's really a strong point to a lot of companies you're you can, you're really you're really spreading yourself and opening yourself up to a lot of possibilities mm -hmm. like to be, you know being able to do that if you're if you're willing to to go from here to san francisco or wherever you you know that's a that's a huge move obviously from from the east to west coast but if you're willing to do that you've got a lot right. of opportunities now, oh, yeah. the interview process is going to be much different obviously over a phone uh, and and it's much more commonplace these days. You you see uh, phone Skype. Yeah, absolutely. Can, uh, it's Google very Hangouts. common for that yep. to be an interview. Of, uh, we oh did, yeah, we did a couple of them. Yeah, I had yeah. those. In, I had that. In our recent couple rounds of uh, of interviews. Yeah, right. we did a we did a good couple of uh, Skype ones that were. I mean, they were fine. We hired Chad from uh, from Skype. Right. Yeah. And then that typically will transition into, as you said, the practicals. So you'll get on there. They'll email you the practicals. And they give you a set amount of time to do that. You return them. They're going to review them, and then you might get your. Well, hopefully they hopefully back. they give them to you, and you can take them home or do them at home. But on occasions, you're going to come across ones where they're going to say, "Okay, here's something. It may be a small problem, but like here, do something right now, and everybody's going to stand there and look at you." Mm -hmm. Yeah, that mm -hmm. is it's possible. You, you know, don't. And you get you get a little nervous in those positions. I'll tell you that. I mean, even if you know what you're doing, nobody yeah. cannot be nervous under that scenario, especially if you got six people sitting there. Well, and to that point about the six people, a lot of your interviews, because of the positions that you're looking for, aren't going to be a one-on-one -on -one interview. Um, there's a good chance that you're going to be interviewing with two or three people or a small panel of people uh, from different departments or uh, I know, for instance, here at Map Anything, we have actually, even though it's one development department, we have four or five different sub departments in the development team, you know, because you have your AWS yeah. and your node, you've got your uh, core and other, other types of uh, mini maps, the whole, right. The and whole so you might, around, yeah. you might not know where you're going to fit a person, 
because you've got multiple positions open and, and different people are in charge of those teams. And so you might have a whole panel of people sitting in there trying to determine oh, yeah. if it's a right fit for your team or their team. And, and so you need to be prepared that it, it can be intimidating. It, they don't intend it to be a lot of times. I know we don't intend it to be intimidating, but I can definitely see where it is. So it's always good to kind of do your homework and, and understand uh, a lot of the company's um, drive, yeah. what, they're, what they're achieving is so that you can come in and, and get to the point right away. Yeah. So to summarize real quick, three, we, we really kind of hit on three different things, right? So number one, uh, if you can afford to, essentially, um, what you want to do is look for a job while you have a job, mm -hmm. uh, preferably. If you don't, of course, that's fine, too. But the best time to look for a job is when you currently have a job. Uh, then you feel a little bit less pressure. Yep. Uh, the second thing we kind of hit on was, hey, you're going to go in here and you're going to possibly be swarmed by a bunch of people and feel very intimidated. Um, so just be personable. You know, go in there, uh, try to stay as relaxed as you possibly can, talk to the people, make jokes. They're people, you're people. Yeah. It's very simple to get along with other people. Yeah. And that's a key point to remember. They're just yeah. people. They're just other people. They're just looking for somebody that A, can do the work, and B, they can have a drink with after Whatever, work. yeah. They'll fit yeah. into their group, yeah. Right. Yeah, so they're looking for somebody who fits the group dynamic. Um, so just be that person. Be the, the natural you that you are already um and they'll they'll figure it out and you'll figure it out too because if they're thinking no this person isn't a fit you're probably thinking no this company isn't a fit yeah uh and right. then the third thing is when you're doing the interviews come with a preparedness that uh you would come to essentially uh, a test with you know so if you went to school for cs go with that same kind of preparedness um or, or if you went to school for anything uh go with that same preparedness that you would go to the test with. So uh, study the company, not thoroughly, but just kind of get a feel for what they're about. Um, study the open positions that you're going to be applying for or, or the open position that you are applying for, as well as others around that kind of area. Right. Well, uh, and a and perfect example to that is, you know, once again, map anything or what we do is in the name of our company. Yeah. You should assume <laughs> that if you're applying for a job here as a developer, you're going to have to work with maps. maps. You're yeah. going to touch maps. More than yeah. likely, you might want to look at a Google API or two. <laughs> well, there's also a billion other APIs for maps. But I'm just so. saying. Well, it's, it's at least a start. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. want to at least understand how to put something on a map and yeah. display a map in a web page. That's going to be the bare minimum of what you're doing for yeah. a company like ours. So, so attack it like you're going into a test. And and they will, if you have in-interview uh, questions, they're going to be things that you can answer in that time frame. And people, here's another thing uh, to watch out for. If you're being asked a question, like if somebody says, hey, uh, so here's a scenario, and then here's a question about that scenario, you can ask questions back at them. They oh, yeah. want you to. Take they want time. a dialogue. Take your time, yeah. So you <laughs> might say, oh, uh, does this machine that I'm working on have enough memory to handle this request or, you know, things like that, things of that nature. So you want to have a dialogue with them and ask them anything that you are unsure about. Um, and even when you're writing the, the pseudocode on the board, still maintain some sort of dialogue with the people who are interviewing you because they will help you along. If you're, if you're close, but not quite there, you can say stuff like, Hmm, I wonder if blah, blah, blah. And then they might say, Oh, well, yeah, you know, uh, just iterate over this, uh, 
array. And that doesn't something. mean ask for the answer. Yeah, don't ask for the answer. <laughs> but what I'm saying is they will try to help you along, especially if uh, they feel a connection with you like, oh, let's try to kind of, yeah. you know, let's progress this. Well, and I know, for instance, in our company, in our interviews, if I find yeah. you a personable person in the interview, somebody who's going to create dialogue with me, yeah. somebody who I'm sitting here going, okay, he might be fun to work with. You know, and I might be willing to help you a little bit more with something that yeah. if you come into the interview and you're quiet and you just seem kind of like standoffish and I don't feel like I'm going to ever build that connection with you. Or if you're a very lone programmer type, which is very, 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 very common mm -hmm. in our field. Mm -hmm. Don't be that person. Even even if you feel the need to to kind of tell people, hey, I'm I'm this type of person. I can code your whole entire application by myself, even if you feel that way. Don't say it. Try don't to even, not make that known. Don't even be a team player. That, yeah, don't do that. Um, don't come in like you know everything because you don't. On the nose. Yeah. And there's no and and you know asking questions is is what we do all day when we work together, yeah. right? I mean, you always you're always asking, hey man, you know I forget you got a better way to do this or something. I mean, I, I wouldn't feel bad about asking for help in an interview like all right i got this uh, you guys are going to have to help me just for a second if you wouldn't mind what, what do you you know or, or ask you know what, what, do you, what do you guys think should i do this or should i do that i don't mind asking because i would ask you guys that anyway right what yeah how do you see the outcome i just want to structure this so that i can see what you're seeing in my head before i put it out there so, yeah put me on the same page right so yeah. dialogue create that dialogue don't be afraid to ask questions be a personable person right yeah. um what to wear to the interview now a lot of times it's not for developers it's not your 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 very typical industry okay showing up in nice clothes is, is obviously a given but most times you're not going to want to show up in a nice three piece tailored suit to a developer yeah, interview most development offices overkill, especially at a startup you know and that's something else you're going to want to pay attention casual. to are you going into a corporation are you going into a startup yeah. you know if you're going into a startup I guarantee the people behind that desk that are interviewing you might just have a pair of khakis might be like the dressiest thing they have on. Yeah. What they're wearing in that interview is most likely the dressiest thing that they have. Right. <laughs> so they've, they've dressed up for that interview as well. Right. So you're going to want to come in and, and, and be in a, obviously don't wear what you would wear to work, but wear something that is going to make you comfortable as well as the people that are interviewing you comfortable and put you kind of more on a level playing field. Yeah. If you come in wearing a three piece suit and they're obviously dressed down, they're going to look at you and kind of go, you know, no offense to anyone listening, but you know, who's this tool? Yeah. Right. Don't dress better than your boss. Yeah. I, um, I've even <laughs> asked, and th again, this was way okay. back when, but I even asked, uh, the person on the phone, you know, when we're setting it up or whatever, Hey, is there a dress code? Right. Yeah. That's very, so, yes, good you know, question. You know, if everybody's going to be wearing a tie, I'm going to wear a freaking tie. But if they're in a, like, no, we're going to wear jeans. I'm still going to dress it up. But I'm not going to come in in a tie and a suit and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I might come in with my sport no coat and my button-down shirt and jeans maybe yeah. if they're really nice well, jeans. But. And that brings up a good point. And that's – it's okay to ask about the culture. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. This is a company that you might go and actually yeah. work for. Yeah. And, and it's important to know what are the Whether people that you're going to work with. Yeah. What yeah. are they like? Because I know a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily work well here in the Map Anything culture because – you know, they're very, say that. they're very serious. You know what I mean? They may be a very serious person and it might not be the best fit for them. Not for us. Cause we've always kind of accepted everybody, but our personalities might not work. And so it's important for you. If you're applying for a position, 
to try to find a company that you feel good about their culture, that you feel like you can fit into their culture and get along with their coworkers. Um, and, and that was just to your point, Ryan, about, you know, asking about it. It's perfectly okay. Yeah. And it's good to, it's good to ask lots of questions, but I wouldn't definitely not ask things about, you know, salary. Right no, bad. definitely not. No. Oh, the other, the other one is don't, don't, don't go into the, into the interview and ask what your company does. Oh, uh, right. we, I've had yeah. that before. I've had, we, in my, in my previous company, we've had in, interviewees come in and they're like, what does your company do? You couldn't look on the website, take five minutes to find out what we do. Right. You really yeah. obviously don't care. Yeah. Yeah, Especially if you're going for a developer position, right? I mean, yeah, just don't care. Just you're supposed to live on the web. You've got that resource to you. Go look at it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At least know the name of the company and the general, like the broad sense, broad strokes kind of do some situation of a little bit of homework helps, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that you care mm -hmm. more, more than just getting a paycheck, you know, right. Well, and it's also good to kind of see, you can tell by how big a company is, how much the potential for earnings is, you know, in a way. Yeah. To a degree. Obviously, if you go and work for say Home Depot, you're stand a potential to ask for a little bit more then you would say better than at a startup for sure yeah ex exactly because they have limited capital and whereas uh home depot yeah it's limited but it's a bigger pot yeah. well right but <laughs> you also much, do have those very successful companies you know like pot. for instance the turn of aptus when it was from a startup to what it is now mm -hmm. you know that was a time you could be looking at it going this company is going to blow up this yep. is my time to ask for what i want mm -hmm. versus what i think they can afford and to that right. same point, uh, if you are if you are working in the startup community, uh, it's it's definitely okay. And even if you're not working or looking for jobs in the startup community, it's definitely okay to ask about other types of compensation options. For sure. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of startups will try to supplement or supplement your uh, salary with options. And, and it's, right. it can be a good way to go. Yeah, definitely. So how do you feel then about, in, in the interest of dialogue, the thought being that, look, they're interviewing you, but you, you're interviewing them in a way, right? I mean, yeah, you don't want to go, you know, you don't want to get into an interview and find out that the person that is interviewing you is just on his last two days because he can't stand it there or, you know what I mean? Or that they're actually, you know, just, blowing sunshine and things like that. So it's it's just as much in my mind an interview for the place you're going versus uh just an interview for you to be accepted, right? You definitely it kind of goes along obviously with the the culture discussion, right? And culture's big for me. Um I remember the when the company gave me that I work for now and also from like 2003 to 2010. Um when they gave me a shot as a junior developer, right? And it came down to, you know, I didn't have all the technical answers in the tech interview, but they said you were teachable and you fit with the culture. So a lot of times that's, you know, depending on what it is that you're looking for, it was obvious that I was going for a junior position. It was obvious they just needed a junior position and they wanted somebody they can mold. And, you know, I was there for 10 years because they molded me. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think they did an okay job. <laughs> I think they did fantastic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was perfect. So for me, I'm all about culture. Like I hear, I hear you guys talking about like the, uh, the tech tests and things like that. I'm scared to death to walk in interview into an interview and have to, uh, deal with that kind of thing. Right. Cause I mean, I never, I tell these guys all the time, I never program without a Google tab open. I mean, I've always got it open. 
Right. Always. And in an interview, I'm like, I don't think on my feet in an interview like that. And, you know, yeah. I blank out and things. So I don't know many people who just pull open notepad plus plus and just start writing. Right. Like a huge, I just, it's just very rare. Yeah, I mean, most people some are, people do. Some some people people are do. using some kind of an API to help fill in things as they go along and that sort of thing. Right. Um, some people program their own browser. That's fine too. Um, but, you know, going along with what you said, I, you know, having all the answers to, to every question in an interview is not something that you should strive for. I don't think either. I, mm -hmm. I mean, if, if, if you just don't know the answer, don't give some answer because you think you want to give something you can say, I'm not positive or I don't know exactly. I've only worked with it a little bit, but I can certainly find the answer, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that's perfectly okay. That's legitimate. Look, if you don't know it, don't know it. Don't try to tell me, you know, it when you don't know it, and I can clearly oh. tell you don't know it. That's yeah. That's that gets nasty. Right. When you start trying to just formulate an answer because you think you need an answer. Cause that, that's just bad news. It's much yeah. easier for you to say, you know, I, I don't know. And, but you know, I know where to go to find out. Cause Half the time, that's what they want to know is when you get on an island, how long are you going to spin your wheels, right? right. And are you just going to spin? Or are you just going to try to pull something up? Are you going to ask for help, et cetera? That gives them that kind of insight as to what kind of problem solver you are. So well, I agree. Okay. Uh, apparently, we have a question. Oh, yeah. Who's going to read it? You want me to read it? Because I see it in go there. For it. Yeah, read go it. for it. After culture... What are the questions you would ask the interviewer pertaining to development work? Man, so there's a lot of good ones. Um, the Office first, hours. Yeah, the, well, the first thing you want to find out, depending on which side you're, you're looking at this from, I'm assuming from the uh, interviewee's perspective, right? If you're going to ask the company a question, right, you're going to say, hey, like, what's, what's the culture like? And then you're going to say, well, also, um, what are what what am i expected to do so i, I would probably ask that first actually. absolutely yeah. Um, yeah what's what's the role that i'm filling uh what are my expected responsibilities things like that you can get a good idea of this first and foremost from the actual post uh the, mm -hmm. the job posting but you're gonna want a more in-depth i mean obviously you're you're there you're trying out for this position so you're gonna want something more in-depth like Oh, hey, the, the, the general responsibilities are coding all the freaking time. Okay, great. What? Yeah, what? What language? Yeah. Am I back well, end? Am I front end? Yeah, hopefully they're going to tell you uh, ahead of time yeah. because there are there have been mix-ups uh, where some front-end people try out for back-end stuff, some back-end people try out for front-end stuff. Sure, there are unicorns out there that can do both, uh, but but in reality, yeah. So that, that would be the big one for me as, as the interviewee, as the interviewer, uh, the next question that you're going to ask besides, or is this person a culture fit? Um, you're going to basically say, does this person, uh, work well with others? And that that's where the lone wolf thing came from that I was talking about before. Can this person actually like whether or not they fit into the culture, can this person talk to another human like period? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where I would Other go things that. that you might look at, uh, for instance, with a Salesforce job is what benefits are available to your developers outside of compensation. So do your developers get a chance to go to Dreamforce? Do they get a chance to go to different conventions? And it also, and I've heard this in other talks, you know, that's actually a negotiable point um, yeah. for a lot of these interviews. Uh, I'm willing to take this much as a salary, if that's all you can offer me, as long as in my contract, 
I can go to Dreamforce yeah. or I can go to Trailhead X and, and try to make compensation that way as well. Um, but finding out if that's a company that does that sort of thing might be important to you. I know personally for me, it's important that I actually get to go and be a part of the community and go to these events and, and, and these conventions. And if I couldn't, I'd want to go find, you know, a company who's willing to send me or at least give me the time off without counting it towards my PTO. Yeah. Right. I would think too, maybe even another question, if you're starting to get a little more uh, comfortable in the interview kind of thing is career path, right? What, what is a potential career path? Cause you know, somebody like me, I've already said that, you know, I don't necessarily want to be the only guy pounding on keys till I'm 65 and cranky and they throw me in a closet and say, don't talk to him. He's the cranky old man. You know, eventually I want to get into some sort of mentorship, leadership, evangelism type position. Right. And so, um, you know, what what is there for me after I've gone as far as I can as a developer, you know? Um, right. It, assuming you want that path, some people are <clears throat> some people more don't. than happy to just stay in front of that keyboard and do that all the time, um, and constantly be the smartest person in the room. Which I commend them, but I don't have that kind of brain capacity anymore to be the smartest person in the room. So, I mean, I would ask about uh, career paths. Right. Well, That's a really. I said some of us never had that capacity. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> nice pointing fingers. Uh, um, and I would say a couple of things, you know, um, I mean, this is just more along with the, you know, the, the community, well, not the community, the, uh, the culture of the, of the, of, you know, like, what is it, what is the working environment there? Like, uh, an example I'm, would be, I, I worked at a place where we did pair programming. So people, two, two developers sat together, one computer one watched and the other coded and then they switched and, and it was, it was, there was some people just not into that. idea. Right. So, you know, that kind of thing was immediately brought up before we even brought somebody in for an interview, because if they couldn't, if they couldn't get past that, they don't even want to continue the interview. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was a, that was a serious point. So understanding um, the life cycle yeah. of, of the yeah. projects. Uh, somewhere in that talk i think brian or maybe it was rj mentioned office hours and the same person that asked that question is i guess wanting us to elaborate on that they said someone mentioned office hours i believe so because a lot of times yeah there's a lot of times with like development offices where one you know you you might be able to work from home in the morning and just kind of show up for a couple of hours a day to take some meetings but other companies might say no, you work business hours when yeah. everybody else, when our marketing team, when our HR people are here, you're here. We close at five. That's when you can go home. Um, but other companies might be much more flexible for their developers yeah. than they would their other business uh, positions. And some people don't operate on typical nine to five, eight to five kind of schedules. You know, you got to figure out there's a lot of things to figure out. So that's really uh, that's really more of a personal because it thing. needs to be a fit for you yeah, as well exactly. as for the company you're applying for. Yeah. Right. So like other, other positions I've held, just as an example, uh, eight to fives with like lunch as, as kind of like a your time, but we're not paying you for it sort of situation. Uh, you get that a lot in IT, like very more generalized IT. You get that a lot over there because they have very, very tight, very, very strict budgets for their IT because they don't, CIT as a revenue generator, they see it only as just, oh, oh this is just mo- money we're hemorrhaging. Oh, these freaking IT guys, yeah. they got to go. Because <laughs> the salespeople are making the money. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. sales is making the money and IT spending the money. And that's yeah. how they see this uh, as a constant. So 
when you go in there, you will you will see in some IT positions that they're gonna negate your lunch hour. So that's your time, not our time. We're not paying you for it. Uh, you got to be here at exactly eight. You got to leave at exactly five. Uh, there's no overtime. You got a clock and all these kinds of crazy things. And that can cause stress for a developer. If you have a yeah. time, if you have if you have a due date, you know you have yeah. a deadline, and you know that after five o'clock you're not allowed to touch anything. Yeah. That could cause a lot of stress for you as a developer. You might want to mm -hmm. think about that when you're applying for these positions. Yeah, and um, I think it it also depends too. Like if you're a remote person, say your the majority of your clients may be on the East Coast, but you're in you know Pacific time. Maybe your hours actually have to be much earlier for you than on the East Coast because you have to be reachable by the client. So these yes. are all things that are yeah very valuable to ask so yeah, and that's yeah. a that's a that's a specifically good question you're right yeah if you, especially if you're on the east coast or west coast am i working east coast hours there's a three hour difference there that's a big deal mm -hmm. so understandably this is a much bigger topic than we're going to be able to truly encompass in the 30 minutes that we've uh, yeah. slotted for it so if you have questions and you want answers um feel free please comment below with your questions if you're watching and you have answers for them feel free to reach out and answer those questions yourselves or uh, read through them we're gonna go and, and we'll answer any questions that we find out there um yeah we've got like like ryan was saying like david was saying we have a lot of experience uh kind of summed up between all of us here uh brian as well behind the camera has tons of experience in all kinds of fields um, and we've got a, a slew of people here that we can ask, even if we don't, if we can't cover a topic. So we've got a lot of, we got a lot of minds that can work on these things and we're definitely, uh, excited to help you guys in any possible way that we can. Yeah. So as always, uh, if you haven't previously, please like the video, subscribe to our channel, uh, watch us on Twitter at system.debug, uh, you can follow RJ at the infamous RJ. You can follow Ryan at Life with Ryan. You can follow David Todd at David Todd SF Dev. And you can follow me as usual at US Brian 28. Um, you mentioned B Hubs. You can also follow Brian Hubbard at MAB Hub. MAB Hub. Um, He's on my friends list. You can follow him on Ryan's or RJ's friends list. Wow, I'm so. Ryan now. He's probably on Ryan's friend list. Nonetheless, I don't know. thank you all for paying attention and watching and joining us this evening. We will catch you again May 1st, First. when May we're talking week. about uh, starting your own development company. Thank you all. And selling it. And possibly. selling it. And selling it. <laughs> you all have a That's great awesome. night. Thank you. Thanks so much thank again. Thank you guys for having me. Yep. No, Good thank night. you, David. Good night.